Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Any good stories from the road? I wish we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. I thought he was going to die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. That poison proof. They're mongeese. We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. Hey, y'all. Welcome into the Georgia show. I'm Wes Blankenship. This is Jake Rowe, Palmer Toms. Guys, good to see you again. Had a few days out. Um, went to go see a mouse down in Florida, and uh, now I'm back somehow. And there's uh, nothing to talk about. A few dollars to my name. I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but here we are. And there's plenty to talk about, like Palmer just said. I, I said there's nothing to talk about. There's, it's well, the off season. It's the off season. They, there can't be. What, any- you said what you said, but I heard something different. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a crazy few days to say the least. Uh, let's start with Ad Mitchell. Let's not waste any time, guys. Um, he's in the portal. We heard that it might happen, and it did happen today. And Jake Rowe, I'd like to give you the floor to just give us the facts. Palmer, jump in here. Tell us what you know about what led to this decision for A.D. Mitchell, and we can get into all the other good stuff in a moment. Opportunity, chance to you know, make more in NIL. Um, I think a chance to um, kind of branch out, maybe an opportunity to get closer to home. You know, USC is kind of involved in this. Uh, 
you know, this it's a it's gonna sting, man. I understand there are a lot of Georgia fans that are simultaneously saying we're fine while also being really mad at AD Mitchell. And I get why they are really mad at AD. Um, I can't say I'd do anything different if I was 20 years old. I can't. I mean, I'd probably chase the money. Uh, but but ultimately, and, and listen, I'm not trying to be the Dave Biddle of the world and and be I have no problem with it. I have zero problem with the kid moving on to better his situation, doing what he feels like he needs to do. Not only is, are those choices really important, but I think making that mistake is really important. Um, and, you know, if you're good enough, you'll outplay it more often than not. If you're good enough, you'll outplay a mistake like that. If you made a mistake, and he may make, he may make the right decision. You know, Georgia's not the perfect place for everybody. And, listen, you know, we, we, could get, we can give our man Dana Point over at Dogs HQ all the, all the flat we want. He's right about one thing. Georgia's going to run a lot of 12 personnel, and, and it's going to function as 11 personnel because Brock Bowers is going to be in there. And until number 19's gone, uh, the Bulldogs are going to lean on him, and the receivers are going to kind of feel it. Uh, they got two guys to come in. I don't think they got that. They did not. I will say this. They did not get those two wide receivers with the knowledge that A.D. Mitchell was walking out the door. Anybody reporting that does not know what happened here. Um, you know, Georgia, this is a situation where – there was some back channeling going on. I don't necessarily know that it was tampering. I think there were some people, you know, people of people type deals. And ultimately, what it came down to was AD got a, felt like he got a better opportunity. I'm still every every time I see that picture and I think of that Apple Watch right there that he's wearing, it's just <laughs> incredible. Um, but I, I just I didn't uh, notice that until it was pointed out on Twitter today. Yeah, I, I saw it like right after it had happened, like uh, the day after Georgia beat Ohio State. I saw it then. And then uh, uh, I've kind of kept an eye on it every time I've seen it since. But, you know, listen, this is a situation where AD picked kind of the best situation for him. Um, it does hurt his legacy as a Georgia fan, as, as a Georgia Bulldog, because all of a sudden there's a portion of the fan base, whether it's 50%, whether it's 75%, I don't know, that is not going to view AD Mitchell as a damn good dog. Okay. And that's just the way it's going to be. Those folks are going to feel that way no matter what. But I tell you what. There are a lot of players on that football team and that were on that team last year and they're on this team this year. They're going to consider A.D. Mitchell a damn good dog, and I think that's all that matters to A.D. Mitchell. Um, but I do expect him to end up at Texas. Uh, this is a situation where rumors picked up. They died down. They picked back up with a vengeance, and uh, th this is where we're at now. And, uh, you know, hopefully Roos didn't just stroke out on us. Uh, I saw that camera just fall over. Um, uh, hopefully he's, he's doing okay, but, uh, um, you know, we broke it, uh, you know, the news that he was actually transferring and that's where we're at. Yeah. I mean, what I'll add to that and, and Jake said it very well, um, two things can be true at the same time. Yes, it does suck that if you're a Georgia fan, it sucks that AD Mitchell is not going to be suited up in Athens next year. Um, you know, I, I think there's a strong argument to be made that he was the best wide receiver in the Kirby Smart era, not named George Pickens. I mean, I, I don't know how much argument, how much pushback I would get to that from y'all, but I, I feel that way. Um, and, and what he's term, done. I'll say this, Palmer, terms relative. The, that terms, I mean, he may be the most talented, but, I mean, Lad's more productive. Um some other George, guys Pick George Pickens may have been the most talented. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, he said other than George Pickens. Oh, other than Pickens. I'm sorry. My yeah, so other than Pickens, he was the most talented guy. But you know, you know, Riley Ridley and and Javon Wims. You know, I think you know those guys. You know, put up more productive seasons. Nobody 
made a bigger, bigger, bigger plays and bigger moments. Than yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and that was my next point is it, it sucks that, that when you watch those as a Georgia fan, you'll always think, Oh, well, AD Mitchell didn't finish out his career here. Now, I do think that like what's happened has happened. Those plays are a huge part of Georgia football history and there's no removing them from history, whether he ended his career at Georgia or not. Uh, you know, no matter how he ended his career, he will always be a big part of Georgia football. So that, that can be true. But at the same time, Georgia is going to be fine. Georgia is, and I think people understand that, but Georgia is going to be fine. It needs to be said a million times here They've still got a, in, an incredibly talented wide receiver in Lab McConkie that you just named that might have, you know, you put up the argument that he might be a better receiver, you know, in the relative terms of best receiver in Kirby Smart era uh, than A.D. Mitchell. Um, they've, they've still got, they're still bringing in two really talented players that fans were really excited about. And this coaching staff was really excited about when they signed them in December. They've still got a, a guys named Dylan Bell and Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint that that were huge in playing a part of this Georgia offense when AD Mitchell was not a part of it. And then, oh by the way, they've still got the best player in college football named Brock Bowers. I mean, it, it, it's it's a part of who Georgia is right now is that tight end position, and this offense you know runs through that tight end position um, in many ways, and so. Yes, I can understand. It sucks that AD Mitchell is not going to be at Georgia, but Georgia is also going to be fine. I can one I, of the, also one of the fastest people to ever take a piece and Arian Smith. Arian yeah. Smith. So exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, my thing is uh, okay. I get it. I mean, I do. I understand. I said on the board. Look, I'm not asking anybody to build a statue to AD Mitchell, but at the same time, nobody's saying you know FTMF about Rara Thomas and Dominic Lovett being on the team. I mean, and it's clear that they would have both had a very defined role uh, where, where the, if had they stayed at their respective schools. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's if you're going to call A.D. Mitchell a mercenary, then what's stopping Rara Thomas and okay. Dominic Lovett from being mercenaries just because yeah. they transfer if, if in? If you're Guys, this is A.D. college Mitchell, football now. This is how it works. You're going to have to do some mental gymnastics to figure out how you feel about certain guys' legacies moving forward. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a bulldog from years past. I'm going to describe his career. I want you to tell me if you think he's a damn good dog or not. Uh, he won a national championship, played in a couple other ones, uh, made it to New York as a Heisman finalist. <laughs> he uh, had an opportunity to pursue financial riches that players before him did not have the opportunity to pursue. It was a whole new thing getting to leave at this point in your college career and going to make money, uh, and other guys couldn't do it. And he made the decision to go do it and get paid because he felt like it could be a, a blessing and a windfall for his family. So he decided to go do this thing and leave Georgia. Uh, maybe he wanted to come back. Maybe the opportunity was there for him to do it, but he signed some paperwork that didn't let him do it, and uh, he didn't get to return to Georgia. But he did go make money, and he left the dogs early, and uh, he is clearly, by today's standards, not a damn good dog. But his name is Herschel Walker. And A.D. Mitchell is now just only taking the opportunity that players have to take. It is a new era of college football. In 20 years, you're going to have players that show up at Georgia or – 
Texas or Bama or wherever, they're going to make huge plays for their schools. They might get statues made for them. They might win Heisman trophies. And then they might decide to take an NIL deal and go to a different school, and no one's going to bat an eyelash about it. But this is what A.D. Mitchell's doing now. And I think he's brought home the new normal, and I hate that cliche term just as much as everyone else does for the past couple years, but that's what it is in college football. It's just how it works, and you're going to have to decide what you think about players' legacies. For me, I, I don't think you can watch a highlight reel of Georgia winning the national championship, and Palmer, you pointed it out on our board. These catches that Mitchell made are going to be playing in perpetuity now against Ohio State, uh, the one he made against Bama, and he's part of the story, whether you like it or not. And he made some individual plays in a team game. He made some really great individual plays in a team game. He's making an individual choice, but this is still the team that you love. It's Georgia. So I understand that you know, you're know you not one of us anymore. We're going to turn your turn our backs on you because you're just chasing the bag whether it's for football purposes, his family, financial, or, or all the above, whatever it is, this is where we're at in college football. And I think that's part of the sting is watching the sport change so much. And now it's directly affecting one of the players that's made so many great plays for Georgia. It you know there's some talk over here in the comments about false equivalency stuff and I just have to point this out yeah no two situations are exactly equal okay we get that um, but right now sophomores or freshmen can go do and and earn and get guarantees now that that they you, at one point they couldn't do it until they were juniors. Um, and and that's a, I think that's a big distinction to make here. I also think it's important to point out that, you know, it, there's just I think er, there's so many people that are taking so many liberties, like, you know, exactly what happened and in what order and in what way and how hard it was. I mean, guys, this, we've got to take the we've got to try. OK, just for a second to take a little bit of the emotion out of it. Now, take the emotion out of it and you get this. Georgia's leading receiver came back, and the and, and the guy that was banged up all year, and they did just fine without left. I still think Georgia, you know, I believe as Aaron Murray said on Twitter today, good things happen when AD's on the field. Okay, they do. Um, you know, so Georgia's going to miss that. They got Ra Ra Thomas, and they got Dominic Lovett to kind of make up for that. They got a lot of guys coming up. Dylan Bell's going to be, you know, be a different player. All of that stuff, but you know. No two situations are the same, but but a guy trying to better his situation after helping a team, after giving it all to his team. And again, this is all all anybody really should need to know, but it's going to get glossed over by everybody. Is that um, Lab McConkey and Stetson Bennett and uh, and Brock Bowers and and Tate Ratledge and uh, Xavier Truss keep we'll just keep name names. Jalen Carter, all of them, they consider that cat right there on that screen a damn good dog, and that's. Your opinion doesn't matter compared to theirs, and I'm really sorry about that, but it doesn't matter because he no, actually don't, don't apologize, Jake. I think he, we're he in a time did. now he where, like, if you have a, a differing opinion that uh, you have to feel like you're – you need to apologize on the internet, and I just don't – I don't – who cares? My, my, you're, and listen, you're totally right. This is an either. opinion 
that AD is not going to care about one way or another. If I went and if I went and talked to uh, if I went and talked to Stetson Bennett right now, and I said, "Man, I think like I think uh, I think uh, AD's Mitchell, AD Mitchell's legacy may be a little bit tarnished, a little bit tarnished from transferring out of Georgia." Stetson Bennett would probably think I'm being too harsh, and <laughs> I have I mean it, because of the fact that th- those players, there's a brotherhood, there's a connection. They're in his corner. They want him to go make money. They want him to do well after. That's that's kind of what matters, you know, the, is the players. And, and Greg Lawson, I said the same thing. Our opinion doesn't, you know, of exactly what it, it doesn't really ultimately matter. It matters the guys who played for Georgia are going to accept this guy, and that's what matters. I want to be clear, though, on the rules. Can Rara Thomas and Dominic Lovett now be damn good dogs? Is that is that allowed under the, the new rules that we're establishing? I don't know. I'm unclear. <laughs> so it's, the, it really the is, damn good dog today is, uh, is so funny to me. Are we damn good dogs? They're just, they're just good dogs. They're just dogs. Um, it's so funny to me because it's like totally made up on the internet, subjective. You're a DGD, but uh, all it takes for you to lose your DGD card after making some DGD caliber plays is uh, t- taking advantage of totally legal opportunities in an unregulated industry right now in college football. Sorry, no longer a DGD. Hand your card in at the door. See ya. Hey, we'll hand it to Rara. <laughs> hand, hand your card. Hand your card to, to Smoke Bowie as he walks out the door. <laughs> as he walks in and you walk out. Um, I I understand Take where y'all away. are coming from as fans. I'm me having my stance on this guy. Uh, us having our stances individually as people who work here at Dogs HQ. We know where y'all are coming from. It hurts to see your guy leave especially after he's made some really big plays. But one thing I'm not going to stand for is comparing uh, AD's career to Jermaine Burton's. It's just it's, it, you want to talk about apples and oranges. That, to me, is a bowl of fruit right there. No doubt. No doubt. And Palmer nailed, hit, put the, hit the nail on the head. Unlike when Jermaine Burton left, and I wrote this, Georgia's not – as Georgia's not in the same situation now. Georgia is in much better situation. Jermaine left. It was like, you know, you thought Georgia had to go to the portal. Well, Georgia's already went to the portal, and they got it fixed before it even happened, before they even knew it was going to happen. And uh, that's a big part of it. And and I was going to ask you all this. I don't remember. Did the players come out and support Jermaine Burton's decision on social media in the same way that they've done with ADs? Because I've seen a lot of player support – I don't necessarily remember that standing out last year. I, I don't remember. Um, it, it's a totally different situation, though. I mean, Jermaine tried to get on the field, uh, wasn't able to stay on the field. AD just wasn't. It wasn't going to crack the lineup until that ankle was better this year. Um, but, but very clearly, to me last season, I saw Ladd McConkey just outperforming yeah. Uh, Jermaine Burton, and I think if you lo- if you want to look at the injury situation, ADs to me throughout the year felt more like Pickens did last year, where he just couldn't get on the field at all. Yeah, you know, I think this uh, Wes, I think this comment right here kind of nails it. CBS eighty eight can't blame AD for taking advantage of the system he didn't create. Listen, 
I, I feel where you're coming from right there. That, that to me is a big comment because I feel the same way about opt-outs. Players opting out of bowl games is like, listen, yeah. I got no problem if you do it. Okay, I'm not going to beat you up if you do it. But I have a lot of respect for those guys who decide to stick it out and, and do the team thing and stay locked in and go have that week with their guys and, and finish it out. And I think I, I understand the same thing, and I think I would probably agree with that on AD. I don't have a big problem with it. I think this is a loss for Georgia, uh, but I don't have a big problem with him doing that. And we can poke fun about damn good dog and all that stuff. It's it's fun. I mean, this this really is all in good fun. We're not, you know, we're talking about a game here. We're not trying to beat anybody over the head with it. Uh, but, you know, this is – this is not the same, like Wes said. This is a guy who helped Georgia win two national championships, made two game-winning catches. Um, the, the rumors are already starting to trickle out. Boy, you didn't hear them before he he uh, he transferred, but now you're starting to hear there's plenty of buzz to suggest that he just set out the season and didn't play until it was time to for- – <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a new one to me. To get some attention. Nah, but, yeah. I've, yeah, heard, I've heard that one. That one's, that one's out there now, so – um, guys, Kirby Smart is not allowing that to happen. It's not the culture. It's not the connection. You can't preach all that and let that happen. We need to get off that. It's not as serious as you're making it. Let the kid move on. He'll be invited back. He'll be able to come back to practices. He'll probably be celebrated by the national championship celebrations 10, 20 years from now, and everything will be fine. Um, I won't talk to my kids about 80s legacy at Georgia, and you probably won't either. I want to I want to shout out Robert over here who says college players want to make twenty million dollars a season like NFL players. I do too. Me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me if too. I could do it, I would. <laughs> I, I would. I would walk around man, wiping people's butts. I love this job, man. But you better hey, believe if somebody guys. came offering twenty million, I'm out the door, baby. Yes. <laughs> Y'all aren't taking twenty million. That Texas money just hits different, baby. <laughs> Y- y'all oh. aren't making twenty million. Oh, I-, I thought we all were. <laughs> Dude, if yeah, the United States government, if the United States government would pay me twenty million dollars to ride around and, and help people change their flat tires, I would do it. <laughs> I would die. I, I mean, there's and not a whole lot I wouldn't do. We know you love that. Yeah, <laughs> in well, shorts in the cold. In shorts in the cold. <laughs> um, let's take a break. Let's take a breather. Let's just take a deep breath here. Whether you hate A.D. Mitchell's guts, you're just going to censor him out every time you show your kids a national championship highlight. You're going to send it off to the the Blockbuster or the Kinko's or wherever. You're going to have them take that film and just put a giant emoji over A.D. Mitchell's face and jersey and number because you just, you're going to erase him from history. Or you love him and appreciate him. Uh, you think he's a DGD. It doesn't matter because the people at Breaking Tea – think that you are all DGDs and you can take a look at the wares that they're peddling right here. You've got a national champions logo, the back to back. I don't know why, but I I wasn't really a huge fan of the Indianapolis one, but this one looks pretty cool. The SoFi stadium up top kind of looks like a, like a stingray or something floating over these palm trees and back to back titles. You got undefeated, undisputed, undenied, Pretty solid right there uh, with the date and the final score of the Natty. Never hunted 15-0. and 0. Dogs back on top. I mean, just cycle through yourself and check out what your style is. They got something for the classic fan, the simple fan, someone that wants a modern logo, whatever you want. It's over at Breaking Tea. And the link, as always, 
is in the show description. I, I like right. Craig Lawson asking, can I get a discount five jersey? <laughs> uh, no, Craig Lawson, that's going to cost you in the new A.D. Mitchell NIL fund over at Texas or USC, wherever he ends up going. Wes, I, I must say, and, and I think Jake and Jake would would admit this, my uh my 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 ad read wasn't quite as good. My it was half-hearted. It was a it was a throw in there of, of <laughs> give me a t-shirt, get a t-shirt. I forgot about the West impression at the end of yeah. last show. I forgot about yeah, that. It was it was it was half-hearted at best, I would say. Uh, you know you need this tea, you want this tea, get your breaking tea. It was something like that. It was you know you need a new Georgia shirt, go to breaking tea. <laughs> simple so good <laughs> dylan brooks i know what an idiot man ad mitchell taking that money gosh i'm built different man can you believe it all right all right all right we're done we're done right. with ad mitchell let's talk about stetson bennett at the parade guys and everything that's happened after that um, i'm gonna stand up for him too just tell good, you to have, good to have good to move to something non-controversial now yeah. <laughs> i will i will stand for stetson here too just you get yourselves repaired prepared yeah, I, I didn't really have a good read on this one. I was uh, over at the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Epcot, just put my brain in a blender. So I really forgot. I, I think it gave me CTE. Um, but everything that's happened since Stetson was on control of the ox cord in the car and uh, our guy Stake Shapiro Mr. getting into ben it with Rare. him on Twitter and, and Stetson <laughs> – the only place where Stetson missed in his tweet to stake was he called him Mr. Medium Rare or something like that. He which, should have called him well done, man. If yeah. you really wanted to get after him and insult the guy, you should have called him Mr. Well Done. That was my guys, only problem with Stetson yeah. defending himself on the internet. I've got a really important question. Do we know if we have a Mr. Medium Rare on the board yet? Because that would be a great board. Yeah, game. that'd be great. Somebody, somebody needs to lock that one in. We're talking to you, Uncle Glenn Hartley. <laughs> That'll be my burner. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, so, listen, I was there. Palmer was there, all right? Stetson engaged for portions of the parade. In other portions of the parade, he was on his phone, and he was kind of looking straight ahead, and he did kind of have a little bit of an attitude about him. It wasn't his best day. Uh, he wasn't as you know super engaged, but I you know I said it. I I thought he was trying to soak it in. I thought he was trying, and I think that those comments I think they were genuine. Um, you, know, you think about it. You know you you got one last ride in the Sanford Stadium with the 2022 team captains. Um, I didn't think his comments were that bad. Um, they were off. You know aloof a little bit, and he didn't want to be there. You know somebody made him come talk there. Uh, I. I don't know. I mean, there were – he didn't – you know, listen, he drove by my family and my kids. He didn't gesture to them. All right, Kirby did. Mary Beth did. He did it. Um, I'm not going to hold that against him. Um, at the end of the day, man, it doesn't matter. It's just not a big deal. It's a parade, and there are some people that think Stetson should have sent him off better. There are some people that think Stetson should have just ridden down Lumpkin Street with two middle fingers in the air the entire time. Um, you He's know, not Aaron Murray, guys. He yeah. never has been. He's not just prom. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's always been he's always been a little weird behind the mic. He's always been a little aloof. He's always he's, been real. But, who but he is? But he's also got two national championships to speak for him. And when he pointed, y'all, when he pointed, when he turned, when he's grabbing the mic and he's doing the whole thing, and it's very weird, and he does his whole like, you know, 
are you entertained thing like from Gladiator or whatever. He turns around, he looks at them, and he points, and they all start laughing. Like, like he's just got them on a string. Like his whole team just starts laughing. So I don't know, man. They they love him, and he's you know he's different. I don't think he loves talking to the media. I got where I didn't even like getting talking to him anymore because I got so sick of hearing, you know, what does it say about you and your story and talk about your journey. Oh my God. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, let's talk to him about his Culver's order or something. Let's do <laughs> something different. Like, I mean, does he get the cheese curds? I don't know. Nobody but, followed up with him by the way on um, that person in his Instagram DMS that tried to sell him an ostrich. No one ever, or a armadillo or whatever. We never got the follow through on that. That's the story America wanted to hear. I'm very disappointed. I didn't know about this because I think I probably would have it chased was, it just it as during as spring practice. It was during spring practice. I'm pretty sure somebody was trying to. So, oh my god, was it was it an ostrich or a beaver or it was some exotic animal? Basically the same that. thing. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely an exotic animal. We need to look back. I forgot about that, Wes. My my thought is that realistically, Stetson Bennett could have said literally anything he wanted, and it shouldn't matter at all. Who cares? The guy just won you two national championships. I mean, well, it, you don't want to you don't want to say the kind of things that might get you shot if you walk into the lobby of an elementary school. I think it depends on the the establishment now. I mean. I think he did have guaranteed free lunches and dinners and drinks anywhere in Athens, Georgia. Now I think if you, you know, you run like a Facebook blog or something and you have a couple kids and you're upset that Stetson Bennett didn't wink at him, then he might not get a free uh, dinner at, at those. I'm betting, dad, I'm betting dad's going to want to stick around for that. And mom's going to maybe have a problem, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Listen, and here's the thing. I'll tell you this. Everybody that I've seen complaining about this, I would be shocked to know that if they ran into Stetson Bennett in the airport, the grocery store, that they wouldn't ask him for a photo. I don't know that anybody was that turned off by it. I, I, I mean, there was, there was some, you know, I, I understand. Listen, it, you know, he didn't come across how you wanted him to, whatever. But I don't think that anybody would be that pissed off. I, I really don't. Yeah, but look, that's... Jake, that's the story of the internet, right? I mean, you you have the uh, the wherewithal on the internet to cover every hot take, talking point you want to dress down a player that you don't like or disagree with. But hey, you see them and you have the opportunity to get that Instagram story polished off with a, a photo of the two-time national champion. You're probably going to take it, Dylan um, Brooks, and that's Dylan kind Brooks. of been my whole yeah kind of just watching from a distance another great, another great uh, on some of the stuff is just like the last couple of days is crazy to see Georgia fans go from winning these national titles to really starting to flirt with that that e-word that Kirby Smart warned everyone about with the entitlement and and enjoying this stuff and soaking it all in and uh obviously there's been a tragic story in the middle of all that um but as it pertains to the guys that won the won the game and, and these storylines here, they just seem so small to me, and it's fascinating. It, it's probably the most surprising development of this entire back-to-back national championship run is some of these things that Georgia fans are choosing to fixate on on the internet. 
It's the world we live in, man. We've we got too many different ways times. to talk. That's good times, right, though? I mean, yeah. like, if these are the things you're worried about, you know, it's that's that's what being on the mountaintop is, in my opinion. I mean, you're, you're nitpicking at this point. Yeah, and there's so many different ways to get into the public square and uh, and, and vent that immediate frustration. You know, there used to be a time, and I, I'm not – Trying to sit here in like the good old days. Listen, we're 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 rapidly moving forward and adjusting and learning together. We're not uh, slowing there was, down. There was a time, there was a time where I would watch that parade with my wife. And if my wife would have had a problem the way Stetson would way Stetson would actually would have told me. And then she may have, you know, went home or you know, or let, let's go back to the time when she'd have had to do like a non-smartphone to call a friend. And she's like, Hey, I gotta tell you this real quick, and I gotta save my minutes. Um, and you know, that it would have been that way. Uh, but you know, that we would have had to wait. And, but now you could tweet immediately. You could tweet immediately after Stetson didn't look at your kid and wink at him, you know, and smile and, you know, say, you know, you can live all your dreams, kid. Look at me. You know, you, I mean, I don't know what they expected, but ultimately, ultimately that you can react immediately. And that's a problem. It was yeah. an armadillo. It wasn't armadillo. <laughs> you got to document this stuff for when they make the Netflix Speaking series. Of things and you they can ask walk in all of us for uh, factual. Uh, they they want to they want to get the facts straight. They want to get the I, accuracy down. And, yeah. and and if we had an ostrich in that film, it would have been dinged for being factually inaccurate. Wes, we got to get that. It's it was an armadillo into the uh, into the initial drop. <laughs> I think we got yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go back to the lab and I'll be working on a new drop. That one in. It was an armadillo. <laughs> it was an armadillo. I sent uh, y'all the uh I sent y'all the desk story on Hey, it. did you guys see the guy on the board yesterday? Let's stay on Palmer for a second. Did you guys see the guy on the board <laughs> yesterday who said that whenever he looks at Palmer, he can't help but see the Charmin bear? So oh, yeah, no. I didn't I didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't see it until my that, mom. That bear's so me. precious. <laughs> I just think it's disturbing that they've got this commercial with bears talking about wiping their butts. Yeah, and apparently we learned from earlier on in the show that Jake Rowe would wipe them. Okay, there, there's a job. Would you wipe a bear's ass for twenty million dollars a year? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Yes. Naked, covered in honey. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. Put that's that for our next. Shirt. That's for our next show <laughs> that the Jakes will start. Let's talk about this on three hundred. Jake Rowe, Jake Roos. You guys have dug into this thing. You have just. You have on three hundred facts circulating through your brain even as you sleep. Tell the Georgia fans out there about the biggest developments in the on three hundred and why it matters on the field. Well, hey, I want to say something real quick. We got to, we're going to have to revisit our stock ups. We nailed them, guys. How do we <laughs> nail them like that? I don't know. How Premonition. do we nail them? Premonition. Profit. Premonition. We're Profit. really Profit. smart, guys. We're really, really smart. smart, guys. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, I want to start with my, with my guy, which is Gabe Harris. And I wrote about this. Uh, I've got kind of a lengthy thing about this um, from the rankings yesterday. If you want to come over, it's a plus article. Um, and uh, we'd love to have you guys subscribe. Twenty nine ninety nine until August thirty first, two thousand twenty three. Um, you know, that basically comes out at like four bucks a month. So come on over, read all the VIP stuff we got, our, or plus stuff that we've got, uh, premium stuff. You know, everybody calls it something different, um, but we call it plus. 
Come see it all. We've got tons of it. Um, Gabriel Harris. All right. This cat, you know, Chad Simmons goes to see him and, you know, obviously, you know, that was a big part of the, you know, why he, uh, why he rose up the rankings. The more I look at this, the more I think that, that Gabriel Harris is probably going to be the guy. I think he's going to be the Aziz Ojolari in this elite linebacker class because, because here's the deal. Aziz Ojolari came in the same class as Adam Anderson and Brenton Cox. And Adam Anderson did some good things for Georgia. And he, you know, we're not going to talk about the off field stuff. Brent Cox ended up leaving. Aziz Ojolari, by the time it was all said and done, still to this day, best pass rusher of the Kirby Smart era, most productive pass rusher of the Kirby Smart era. Um, I think that Gabriel Harris is going to kind of have that. He moves all the way up uh, over a hun- almost over 140 spots, Bruce. Is that right? Woo. Uh, yeah, I've got it right here. Um, he moved up 145. Yeah, 145 spots uh, to just outside the top 100. And uh, if you're looking at the uh, consensus, I think he's inside the top 70 now. Um, you know, it has a chance to some other places bump him up and maybe get inside the top 60. Uh, really like that kid. Think he's going to be a big time player. Um, you know, he's been around, like Ruth said, he's been around to a who's who of, of different programs. He's played at, was it Thomas County Central? Yep, Thomas County Central. He was at Valdosta, IMG. So, yeah, he's, he's been with the heavy hitters, man. He ain't, he ain't playing bumps. Yeah, so <laughs> like that a lot. I mean, I know that, you know, these other guys are going to like to get people that they talked about yesterday or uh, a couple of days ago, too, before the rankings came out. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think for me, the big takeaway, obviously, is that Georgia finishes with three, five, or uh, four or five stars in the class, um, where they had one kind of going into it, and that was Damon Wilson. Damon takes a slide in this one, uh, but you see big rises from the other guys. Uh, Monroe Freeland up to number seven. You got uh, Raylan Wilson up to number 18, and then Jordan Hall at number 13. You got to consider the fact, too, that Monroe Freeling now, number one offensive lineman in the class, Jordan Hall, number two defensive lineman in the class, Raylan Wilson, number one inside linebacker in the class. I think that those are all huge things to think about when you're talking about, you know, how do you continue a run like this? Well, it's with number one and number two players at their positions, respectively. But them dogs as hell. Another one that uh, I think people may gloss over or a couple actually that I think people may gloss over Pierce Sperlin. People had a lot of questions, I think coming into his year about how he would respond given that he was hurt, you know, for most of his senior year, he didn't play. And uh, he went to the all-star game out there in San Antonio and really blew people away with his performance showed that he's not really lost a step and maybe even gained a couple. I mean, all the way up to number 73 in the nation, number three tied in for us over at uh, on three. And I think that that's, Pretty impressive. I mean, this was a kid who, you know, you never know how that rust is going to affect somebody when they come back from something like a shoulder injury like he had. And uh, I don't think he he lost a step in the process. The other one that I think is sneaky, sneaky is Jamal Merriweather uh, out of Brunswick. This was a guy that I don't think, what, a, a two months, like a month and a half ago, anybody in Georgia land really knew about. And this kid kind of comes out of nowhere, commits to Georgia, flips from UCF, locks it in 6'6", 285, and now all the way up to number 195 in the nation. And looking like a great, great late get for the Bulldogs in this class. In in what's a stellar uh, line class for him? I mean, you've got Bo Hewley. You've got um, Monroe Freeling, the number one. You've got 
uh, Josh Miller, who I like a lot. Kelton Smith made a gain in this on 300 as well. Jamal Merriweather, another guy with a gain. Bo Hewley falls out of the on 300. But overall, I think uh, a really stellar offensive line class. And a lot of credit goes to one of the guys who actually just left Georgia staff today, Eddie Gordon. Uh, did a fantastic job for those guys on the recruiting front. Really bridged the gap. And I, I sent uh, an article to Palmer earlier today that I did with Monroe Freeling earlier last year. I, and I, I, you know, I used the quote and I linked it. So you should yeah. go check that out. <laughs> I'm not saying you didn't. I'm just saying that. No, there's... no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying for folks that want to read that article. Yeah. It's, yeah. It no, is it, a plus it, article. So do subscribe like Jake said earlier. No, he said that, uh, you know, that he's, you know, uh, he mentioned Eddie Gordon specifically as a guy who bridged the gap between Matt Luke and Stacy Searles. And they, they put that on a guy who was a, an off field assistant. I'm um, not a not a position coach at the time. Um, I thought that that was really impactful. So Eddie Gordon, George, Georgia will miss that guy. But shout out to Stacy Searles, man, really comes in and knocks, I think, the offensive line class out of the ballpark it, with a lot of people doubting his ability or questioning his ability and people saying, how is this all going to shake out? I think Georgia really did well on the offensive front. 10 guys that are top or 12 guys that are top 10 at their position. I mean, I think that that's the, that's the way you continue to build a program. We've got two awesome comments in here. Andy Stowe brings up how Monroe Freeling's ranking is very different than the other places. I can tell you this. I've known Jerry Hamilton and Charles Power for a long time there they do they do an incredible job of like evaluating based on you know technical skill and and things like that but they are also incredibly technical in the way that they evaluate guys and the fact that Monroe Freeling is extremely long he's extremely flexible and he's extremely athletic those are just like two like burr you know like like foothold uh, those are two foothold t- types of, uh, of of traits that you that you really need to be an offensive lineman, and and then you add that with six foot seven, two hundred ninety something pounds that he's carrying really well, he's going to be a tremendous one. The other one I want to look at is Craig Lawson here. <laughs> Craig Lawson, we never been give on him one, the man. damn good dog status. We don't have to worry about taking it away. Yeah, no, I Jake, I think you made a great point though, and you wrote it in that article. You said, you know, Monroe Freeling, I think what's so impressive about him is, man, he does not look like he's 290 no. pounds. He's carrying a pound kid. He, yeah. yeah, he's carrying that incredibly well. That kid's going to be able to probably play at like 325, no problem. Yeah, but Broderick I mean, I Jones. Just, yeah. I mean, Broderick Jones is out there 310, 315 pounds. Lean. And lean. I'm talking about like, you know, just, I mean – Looks like an he NBA looks like a tight forward. end. I mean, yeah, he looks like a tight end. Do, yeah. <clears throat> Do yeah. y'all think Monroe has a chance to compete for a starting job next year? I mean, on campus this spring, there's two tackle spots open. You got to think Amarius Mims is going to take one of them. But, I mean, there's not a ton of guys that are just shoe-ins right there. Um, it's, it's not. I would, Ernest, I think... Ernest Green is coming off of an injury. He's, he's part of the competition. Right yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's impossible. I think that. Um, I think with Monroe, the the reality is, I would be shocked if he's not a rotational player. I can't, yeah. guys. I can't screen share anything without these toenail fungus ads. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I've been looking at them. I'm not gonna lie; I may have a nightmare to about. I think you need to. I think you might need to zoom your screen a little less. Maybe there, there's there's some good one-liners. These are not targeted tonight. ads. I'll have you know. <laughs>
combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. There are, <laughs> there's a, uh, with, with Monroe Freeling though, I do think there's a big if there. And the if is, can he get bigger? Can he get stronger? Cause that's what he needs to do. And, and, you know, you got to learn, he's got to catch on all that stuff. Um, I think he he's can. Put on, he's put on some facial hair since that photo yeah. right there. I think he can compete for a starting job. Um, I don't know that he will. Um, they're, they're, the flag that Ernest Green didn't really get to practice all year. I think is probably you know something that's going to help him out. I wonder if they're going to look at Xavier Truss or Micah Morris, um, maybe at a, at a right tackle and a Marius Mims at left tackle. That they're going to look at some different combinations because I feel like they they know that they can get a Marius Mims ready to play right tackle, and they're probably pretty confident they can get him to play left tackle as well. Um, but you, you're going to see some different looks, and and I'm with Roos. I think that he uh, Monroe Friendly has an excellent chance to to live the Marius Mims lifestyle yep. this year. Absolutely. And and I think because I think Georgia's kind of gotten itself into a groove where they're training a tackle to replace a tackle because they're probably going to lose Marius Mims after the 2023 yeah. season, not to the transfer portal, but to a bag in the NFL. So, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, overall, though, you know, I understand people people always get sore at rankings time. I mean, it is what it is. People complained about where we had Troy Bowles on on three, uh, you know, uh, Damon Wilson takes a slide from four to 22. At the end of the day, the way I look at it, you've got four or five stars. There's only one team in the nation that has one more than that. And you've got a chance for the fifth one yep. in, in February if Deuce Robinson comes. So, you know, it, 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 yeah, sure, you don't want to see your guys fall, but you have a clear number two best class in the nation and a chance at a, another five star as well. And we're two weeks away, by the way, from oh, yeah. that. I mean, I mean, that seems like it was. That seems like it's like a couple months from now, but it's only a couple weeks. So, oh, Craig, I'm going to go back and watch that uh, replay of the AEW. <laughs> I can assure you, I'm a big AEW guy. Uh, all right, fellas, what do you say we uh, chop some wood? It is a chopping wood Wednesday, after all. I'm going to chop some wood, and going to bore you with the details of my vacation for a moment but it's all relevant i promise so we were at disney world this past weekend for a few days and i believe i didn't count a hard count or anything i think i saw more georgia hoodies hats sunglasses everything but car flags on human beings at disney world than any other uh, college football fan base I was kind of watching people watching just to see, you know, who was out there, who was out and about. You kind of do the same thing if you're fortunate enough to go to the Masters. You see a lot of college logos out there in Disney World and Augusta are, are kind of similar just for different reasons. Uh, one is kind of a Disney World for adults and one is um, really, really freaking expensive. But I just want to uh, give a shout out to all the Georgia fans that made their way to Disney World and planned their trip for the week after the national championship because you all had faith in the team and you knew they'd be playing in the big game even after playing in it last year and winning it again. So good on the dogs in Orlando. Guys? 
I'll go next if that's cool. I'm going to chop some wood tonight about the comments uh, that I heard from Ryan Puglisi earlier this week. I uh, encourage people to go check out that article over at Dogs HQ. It is plus as well, but um, was just really struck with that young man. Had some very insightful things to say about how he spent his weekend in Athens looking toward the future, but balancing it out with celebration. There's a lot of conjecture out there right now about how George is going to handle the quarterback situation in 2024. Will they make a run at Dylan Riola? I think that that's incredibly fair to speculate about, and I think the answer is yes. If they feel that they can get Dylan Riola in this class, then they will. But Ryan Puglisi is hearing those things too, and he came out with a pretty emphatic, I'm locked in and I'm a dog um, moving forward. I can't wait to get there next winter. I think that that's really telling of this young man. Now, Will it all hold together if things go as people hope that they do with Riola possibly coming? I, we're a long way from that, and I'm not really ready to project anything like that yet. But you've got a great one in Ryan Puglisi from a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint, from a game standpoint. Either way it pans out, I'll be rooting for Ryan Puglisi moving forward. It seems like a great kid and uh, saying all the right things, I think, to get Georgia fans excited in the uh, class of 2024. I'll go next. Um, and, and Wes gave me a great idea of what I should chop wood about. I'm chopping wood about the hardwood, the hoop hounds, uh, Georgia basketball, almost. You're lucky count third. on you, Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well that, that is how I spent my last night was watching the game, uh, Georgia, Kentucky up at Rupp arena, uh, watched it from home. Didn't get to make the trip to Lexington. Somebody, Saw somebody in, in the comments section saying, um, you know, hey, you know, that, that's one of the best trips in the SEC. Jake and I made it th for the football game this year. That was very fun. Can't attest to Lexington being great. Uh, the outcome for Georgia, not so great there. Dogs led for majority of the game, uh, but end up falling. Oscar Shibwe, uh, reigning national player of the year, had a career high number of points, uh, 37 points for him. Season high, 24 rebounds. He took over in the second half. Um, Matt Jones from our, our Kentucky site, KSR, put out that nobody, no college basketball player has had at least 37 points and 24 rebounds since 2011. So that is the kind of performance Georgia was going up against last night. Uh, but the dogs are playing pretty well so far in the season. Uh, three and two in the SEC, 13 and five overall. A really, really good chance to get to four and two in the SEC on Saturday, one o'clock at Stegman Coliseum against uh, Vanderbilt. They've, they won on the road last week, got shook that bug. Uh, they hadn't won on the road and, and didn't win on the road at all last year. Hadn't won on the road since February of 2021. Uh, so they are doing things that haven't been done in Athens in, in at least a couple years. Um, certainly would be a big one if they're able to win Saturday because they do have a really tough stretch ahead of them. Uh, some, some really strong teams in the SEC that are coming up. Weird to talk basketball, but I'm glad to hear it, man. And yeah, I watched, I watched that Kentucky game last night too. And uh, man, if they had just some semblance of an answer for Shiway, they would have been fine. But they just couldn't. Two, they, two really good guards, not yeah. a, not a great big man. Shout yeah. out to uh, shout out to Craig Lawson for recognizing that all damn good dogs have suspended white microwaves. Craig Lawson <laughs> might be the damn good dog gatekeeper that we've been looking for. 
I need to chop wood on what it's like to install one of those microwaves because I did it by myself one time, and it's the proudest moment of adulthood for me. Better than the day my kids were born. I wasn't. I was. I loved them, but I was proud. I wasn't proud of myself those days. I was proud of myself the day that I did that, and uh, I was. I was very excited about doing that by myself. All right, I'm gonna chop wood on. Uh, I'm gonna chop wood on Georgia coaches and Georgia coaches. Uh, just the effort in general since the national championship game ended. 100 coaches in one day, 10 staffers, 10 coaches. Um, Will Muschamp's been off the road a little bit. Mike Bobo's got a waiver to get on. Uh, you know, Chidera Uzo uh, Deribe has been, uh, you know, kind of dealing with some new kids. They've gotten guys out on the road. I mean, this is this has pretty, been pretty incredible, um, you know, just to watch Georgia. And, I, and listen, I know part of it um, – I know part of it is, you know, especially this week. I don't know where they've all been, but but I, I'm sure those guys were probably, you know, really wanting to get back to work and just kind of have something else to kind of be on their hearts and minds and to see some smiling faces and to uplift some spirits there. Uh, but but there's no rest for the weary in Athens, and uh, there's there doesn't appear to be very many weary at all after this past season. Um, you know, I know Georgia. You know, we did the Sammy Brown thing. We talked about the hundred, you know, coaches. I know Georgia's going to be down in, uh, in Wilcox tomorrow. Kirby's going to be in in uh, Rochelle, Georgia. Um, he was down in Charlton County yesterday to see Ellis Williams. Is that how you say his name, Ellis? I think um, so. Elias. Uh, I don't really know. Um, guys, they're all over the place. Doesn't matter. Just find him. <laughs> they're all over the place. They're 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 trying to uh, build this roster continuously and. Uh, Hey, if you're if you're worried about how long you how much longer you're gonna have your coach, um, this dude seems to only know one speed. And uh, Kirby Smart's getting after it. The rest of the coaching staff's getting after it. And uh, that's that's really big news for for all of us because you know Georgia got a, a couple of big commitments. Um, we talked about them, I think, at the end of the last show for the 2025 class. A couple of big linemen. Um, they're looking good for some 2024 guys. Quite a few 2024 guys. And obviously, the big name is. Dylan Rayola, and uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how that one plays out because just kind of got a gut feeling Georgia's going to really be the team to beat there. All right, guys. Uh, uh, you mentioned that suspended white microwave, and I think you have to chop some actual wood to make that happen. So that's very on-brand for the show. Uh, we got some questions about Cedric Van Pran's NFL decision, and I don't know what we've heard about that. Uh, obviously, the uh, accident with Willick and LaCroix uh, has an impact on his decision, and uh, and that's the one that people want to hear about. But I don't know, um, Jake, if you've heard any updates on that. I haven't. Uh, I, I think might that- have impacted his timeline. I think it's just on the uh, – maybe for the short term, at the very least, it's just on the back burner – um, you know, I haven't really heard a whole lot just in terms of how he's thinking. Um, you know, I think going into, you know, uh, Celebration Saturday, it was kind of a 50-50 thing. I think we, you know, Palmer, you know, reported that on the Celebration Saturday that it was a 50-50 thing. So, uh, we'll see. Um, you know, I think he's probably got, you know, at that, you know, a little bit longer um, to make that decision. Uh, you know, some kind of some hardship stuff there. And um, I'm sure there'll be some understanding. But, We'll uh we'll, we'll have it covered for you when we do know something. Um, you know, we were on top of the lad stuff yesterday. Uh, we'll be on top of Cedric Van Pran as well. Yep, a lot to uh, keep you updated on there. And uh, as I think it's circulated, um, was it Oscar Delp's mom that shared a 
GoFundMe link? Have we confirmed that no, that's she, accurate? She shared a link to the um to the Facebook page. UGA shared some information about GoFundMe. Yeah, then then Georgia shared some information. We've got a we've got a thread up on our board. I mean, obviously our board's plus, so it's kind of tough to see. But there are GoFundMe's out there, and I don't think they're very hard to find. Um, you know, yeah, so I just we don't want to steer anyone into any kind of right fraudulent activity or the last time like i that. looked the but, willick um, family uh, the, the willick one had, had was very close to meeting its goal and i know they had chandler Lacroix's service i believe today yeah i'd read that um some football players assisted with being pallbearers for that um and just i don't know i i don't have anything else to say about it it was surreal to uh to see that while i was out and you guys did a great job of covering it very tastefully and um, it's unprecedented stuff, man. There's, it's not anything we ever want to have to talk about or cover. Um, but I've gotten a lot of calls over the years, first thing in the morning and been told it's going to be a rough day, you know, for various reasons, a kid was going to decommit or, you know, so-and-so was getting suspended or something weird had gone on. Um Never, you know, heard it, didn't even, didn't phase me, got that call. And then it started getting explained to me. And I just, I was like this, uh, you know, it's just, I still feel the same way now as I did then. And uh, it sucks. Um, but um, I do know that, that Bulldog Nation, um, outside of a few just of the worst apples that have ever lived, um, uh, has just outpouring of love and support. It's been pretty cool. And to see this, you know, community kind of come together and um i think that needs to be remembered and uh going forward no question no doubt well said well Jake. said appreciate y'all uh, tuning in tonight thank you for your comments whether you're on the same side of the fence as us on certain topics or not this is always going to be a space for y'all to uh give us your best shot we always appreciate it it's always fun always spirited always lively we don't make it personal. I'm not going to sit up here and call Palmer the Charmin Bear. Y'all can leave that out. Okay, leave that on the message board. He doesn't look like him, but that's his spirit. That is that's it. He's got the spirit of the Charmin Bear. It was an armadillo. <laughs> Best drop in the show's ever had. Uh, Y'all hit subscribe, hit like, and take advantage of that. Promo over at dogshq.com premium membership thirty nine dollars is that right Jake Rowe? twenty nine ninety nine look I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, Wes is trying to skip ten bucks off the 29. top <laughs> Wes is trying to go to Cherokee <laughs> yeah I'll tell you man I'll I'll hit the road right now uh, twenty nine dollars jump on it we'll have a link to that in the episode description too. Thank y'all for joining us, whether you're listening on a podcast or watching us live or watching a replay. We're very grateful. Catch you next time. Y'all have a great weekend. Peace. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three 
and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.